Life is full of decisions. From what clothes you're going to put on in the morning to what college you're going to go to, what career path you're going to choose. Do you buy a house in the city, in the burbs? Do you live in that neighborhood or this? And how about what spouse to pick? You're going to have to live with that person and have children with them for the rest of your life. People can get stressed out over this stuff, if you know what I mean. Well, today in the podcast, we're going to tell you exactly how to address any tough decision in your life and how to handle it with ease and hopefully a bit more finesse. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. If you don't know us, my name is Mindful Muslima, and this is a podcast we come two times a week with all types of modern Muslim living issues, stuff that you're not going to find anywhere else, and topics we're going to talk about and get into a crazy deep level that subhanAllah just might get you thinking. And I just want you guys know that like I just said tonight, because I was doing an event at um, Queens College in New York City, shout out to uh, Queens College and the MSA there and um, the the NISA, they have a new group, they did a little collaboration, it's really, really nice, they had a great event. What I was saying there tonight was that like almost 99% of the stuff I put in this podcast comes from you guys. So when you hear me talking and you're like, wow, I, I, I want to hear more about that, or I want to hear about this, that got me thinking... Don't forget to DM me on Instagram because I will definitely answer you back. I answer every single person back personally because it's really important to me and that's what this whole platform is for. The second thing I want to say, if you guys don't already know, Ramadan is around the corner. What are you doing to get ready? I just did a live today on Instagram talking about kind of where I am and what I'm doing. Um, but overall, I want to say get ready because we're going to have a Facebook group in um, Ramadan with challenges and giveaways and prizes. I've collaborated with some Muslim um, companies and I think you guys are going to like it. We're going to have some fun and I'm going to do tons of daily inspiration so you have a real community to support you so you can have the best Ramadan ever. And inshallah ta'ala, if you catch it at the beginning of Ramadan and you follow this podcast last thing I want to let you guys know is that I'm going to be doing um, a big webinar on basically how to how to have the best Ramadan ever in three easy steps and those steps you could do probably in one day in a couple of hours or maximum you could stretch it across two to three days and then just start Ramadan in a different way where you're actually going to have a chance this time to achieve those goals and not just feel guilty by the end of Ramadan so definitely excited to get that information out there for you now you guys know I always start my podcast with a shout out so before I just get into this stuff I just want to do a quick shout out like I said to um, all the Muslims sisters and brothers at Queens College. You guys were awesome tonight. They had an amazing turnout, an amazing event, and alhamdulillah, we talked about how to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this was such a good topic, as hard as it is, and how to really love Allah, like right before Ramadan. And one thing I want to say that you guys can be doing now, um, before Ramadan starts, is that you could start to be gauging where you are. Now, when I do my webinar and stuff like that, I'm going to tell you exactly how to measure it. I made all types of worksheets for you guys. I have like booklet. I have everything in ridiculous detail. I've been making it tirelessly. But for now, what I want to say is 
just on a scale of one to 10, start rating yourself in kind of where you are and with your Quran, with your Salah, whatever. And then you need to just end up thinking about one or two things that you want to work on in Ramadan and change it. Don't come with a big fat laundry list of stuff because you know that is not going to happen. Let's get realistic. But like if you could just do one or two amazing things, you'd be surprised if you could maintain it and carry it after Ramadan life-changing and that's what I do every time I'll talk more about that in Ramadan I want to like bore you all with that right now but for now I'm just saying keep your eyes peeled because we are going to have some stuff coming down the pipeline probably like the end of March towards the beginning of April we're just going to shift into more like Ramadan mode inshallah but yeah thank you Queens College for inviting me and having me speak and having such an amazing event and amazing sisters I look forward to working with you guys more often in the future inshallah okay guys so today's topic is tough decisions and I do not know anyone who doesn't have a tough decision to make more than once in a week or sometimes in a month some people are bombarded with multiple decisions at the same time talk about overwhelm and I know that's happening because you guys are DMing me constantly with some serious stuff you're going through so I totally get why that could stress you out but what I'm going to talk about today is a very general approach to how you could deal with any tough decision that you have. There's not, you know, this can actually be applied, like I said, whether you're a guy, you're a girl, whether you have this situation or that situation going on. And what I'm going to share today is, is very doable and it's very easy. It doesn't take a ton of effort. What it really just takes is a bit of a mind shift set, which is kind of like what it takes for every other positive thing you need to do in your life. No brainer. Okay. But today, I want to give you just kind of like the top things that I always do every time I have to make a decision. These are like my, my secret weapon of five things that I do. So it doesn't matter what it is. This is kind of my process. And I want to share with you. Maybe it'll help you. Maybe it could be something you could look into. You don't even have to take all five things. You might just say, hey, I like number one and number three. Those are good for me. Or hey, I like four and five. Whatever it is. Use it however you want to use it. But I thought sharing it today could really be beneficial. So that's what we're going to do. So I talk to women, like I said, all the time and I DM with them and I go back and forth. And so I, from that inspiration, um, I actually chose this topic on my own. Like I said, there's rarely times when I choose topics, but because of all the questions I'm getting from you guys, I wish I had made this podcast to say, Hey, you have that tough decision. Have you listened to my podcast on tough decisions? That would have been an awesome place for them to start. So here I am making it and you guys are with me. So, uh, subhanAllah, the first thing I do Anytime I have a really tough decision, and I just literally said this the other day to a sister, is I do my homework. And I'm not talking about school. I'm talking about educating myself on my options. So I'll just give you a little fun story. When I had to go purchase my car, um, my husband knew nothing about cars. Like he's a car lover. He's a car appreciator. He, you know, he knows what a good car looks like. He knows the brands, yada, yada. But if he wants to get into the technicality of haggling with a car salesman, which is crazy, it gives you a headache. It's like haggling with a lawyer or a construction guy. If you guys know anything about those things, it's really hard because there's this huge gray space where people play with words. And so it can be really, really frustrating. And if you don't know what you're talking about, they know and they kind of figure out, they start to deduce from you like, what do you know about what you're talking about? Because they know you're clearly not a car salesman like they are or, you know, a construction worker. I'm not like, or like a foreman, whatever. And so like at the end of the day, they kind of know that when you're bidding on things or you're trying to figure out your best deal, 
that they're trying to figure out where you don't know about something because they're going to go in on you right there and that's where they're going to charge you all the money, like especially lawyers and things like that. You know, this is their craft. This is what they do. But what if it's like something else that's not purchasing something? What if you're making a big decision like who to marry and I've had people talk to me about those or about like you know career path or whether or not to to leave your parents house or whatever like these are huge decisions the first thing I always do is educate myself I do my homework when it came to the car I like became the crazy like dork with with car things I didn't know anything about all these features but you better believe for about two months all I did was study every website every YouTube channel everybody who was a car lover I became their student and I just took so many notes so finally I went down and a lot lot of people know like I have a YouTube video on my car just because I just happened to like this one as a Muslim family it's like amazing and believe me I'm not getting any kickbacks or sponsorships at all but I just happen to have a a Toyota Highlander and the reason I like it is because we have such a big family but it doesn't feel like a big SUV I'm not really into huge SUVs and I'm not into like sports vans or like soccer mom vans it's just not my thing whatever whatever but I had the Highlander and I really liked it and I really wanted it but I don't have a ton of money so I'm not gonna go crazy and I don't believe in buying expensive cars and paying a lot of money I just don't I just think it's a waste of money stuff for a lot and it's not necessary so I'm like, I'm just going to get this car for as cheap as possible. And I did this the same thing with my previous car. And, you know, it's funny with my previous car. I remember I haggled and I went from from different, you know, whatever you can like Toyota or something like that. You go from like showroom to showroom to showroom and you talk. I did it for like three months. I got to the last one. I walked in the door. I sat with the guy and I made the deal. And I remember making the deal and some one other salesman was watching from across the room. And mind you. I know nothing about cars. Like, this is not my thing. And so I don't even care about, like, cars and styles and things. But I just knew I just like wanted that particular car because it fit my needs. So what happened is the guy, after the guy goes, I'm going to go write the papers up, and he gets off the desk, some other salesman comes from across the room, and he's like, how did you do that? I was like, what are you talking about? Do what? He's like, you got the car for undervalued. Like, like that's the, that's like... Like, that's before we even put, like, the price for the showroom on it. That's, like, the, the storage. Like, he was telling me some feet. Like, he's like, how did you? I was like I, don't, I like, I don't know. I just studied how to buy a car. And I was just honest with him. Like, and I just did that. And he's like, that's ridiculous. I've never, ever seen that. So I'm just telling you, you could do anything you want. You can figure it out yourself. Just educate yourself on whatever topic it is. It doesn't matter if you don't know a ton about it. Like you're doing right now, educate yourself on it. Inshallah ta'ala, it'll make your decision a ton easier. Okay? Number one. Anything, I become the master of it. If I want to know about it and I need you to make a decision, study, study, study. Number one. Number two. And I mean, this one could have been first, but I didn't want to like give you the typical answer that I knew everybody was going to be like, come on. But it's it's what we need to do. Make istikhara. Now, I'm just going to throw it out there for the people who don't know how to make istikhara so well or have heard the wrong things. It's not about seeing dreams and all that stuff. It's about asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide you with the very specific dua that you use. And then you kind of pay close attention to how things are working or not working. Are doors opening? Are all the doors closing? I'm not talking about literal doors here obviously I mean if I want to go to this college am I finding it easy to end up going there or not you're asking a lot to guide your decision it could be with looking for a particular spouse like people know I have an entire course on that it's not open now or anything we have it in the summer it's going to come out again so look out for it but like I keep telling people you have to you have to trust at some level a lot and the thing I love about istikhara is 
it's kind of like it seals the deal because even if you make the wrong decision after you've made istikhara, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reverse it and bring you to the correct one. For example, let's pretend I picked the wrong person. Well, Allah will make it not work out on purpose because he knows that person maybe could cause you pain or he'll, he'll find out like you chose the wrong job but all of a sudden he'll make it not work out. So subhanAllah, in some way, Allah really, really makes it a secure situation and I don't know who would not want the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on really, really big life decisions. So istikhara is an obvious must. Um, so wanted to make sure we understood that like every single thing I do, even if it's like buying a book, I just do that. Because we will be asked about our money, our time, so many things. I want everything to have blessing in it. And that's even what the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to do. Every single decision, that's what he did. Number three. This is a really, really important one. So number three is one I actually bring up again in my... Um, Muslim marriage lab course, find a spouse like an expert. And when I was doing a lot of that work with a lot of the men and women looking for spouses, I said, listen, if any other time in your life, you were going to be the most amazing Muslim ever, it's when you need to make a really tough decision. Okay. Because when you're on the good side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he just helps you in ways that he does not help you when you're not in his favor. And that's the honest truth. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most just. So if you are doing the right thing and just striving and trying so hard, why would you not be deserving of his help more than somebody who's slacking on prayer, who, you know, isn't even caring. They have vulgar language or listening to disgusting music. They're, they're doing all kinds of things. Do you think it's fair that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives ease to each one the same way? I mean, if that was the case, then who would ever try? So subhanAllah, yes, Allah is always merciful and he's going to help everyone and he's going to care for his creation. But if you are in the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the help you will get will be immense. And that help is something I am very aware I'm in need of whenever I have a tough decision. So if if I know I'm in a really difficult state or thing, I said, you know what, Allah, I know. And, I, you know, in a way it's a bit selfish, but at the same time, it's also kind of sunnah where you're always trying to do your best and make good decisions. So I make the niya like, ya Allah, whatever I do in my life, I'm trying to be a good person and make great decisions. So I know, let's say I'm not the best Muslim right now, but I'm going to try to get it together so that the next decision, decision I make is a better decision even though I've made some really bad decisions this week or this month or this year I'm going to try to turn it around and make better decisions so I'm going to try to be a better Muslim and I just want you to know I'm doing it for your sake so that I could follow your sunnah and be in in your mercy and in good graces so that you could help guide me through this decision and that's the earnest way that I approach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it has literally never failed me literally like again another sure sure one i mean i don't know why people make tough decisions the hard way they're like being bad muslims they don't know why oh why is this happening to me or they don't even make istikhara and they make a decision and they wonder why it didn't work out i mean come on guys when allah gives you these tools and it's a matter of istikhara means like saying something for 30 seconds when you're all alone praying to raka which takes what three minutes i couldn't do that i mean it's kind of sad if we can't and then the thing with getting yourself into a better state of islam i mean if it's gonna if allah is the best keeper of promises and he promises that if you're in a great state he's gonna help you at an elevated way why would we not trust allah and just 
do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we kind of make our life harder than it has to be. So I've come to this point in my life where I'm like, yep, going to do that. What? Allah said that? Sure, going to do it. Because I mean, at the end of the day, he made the creation. How would he not know how it functions? Why would I? That's like, that's like I tell people like, my Apple phone breaks and then like I go to like the Android, you know, Samsung store to, f- to fix it. Like who does that? Right. If my Apple phone breaks, I'm going to go to Apple. If my Samsung breaks, I'm going to go to Samsung because why those people know that device inside and out. They made it. Well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-khaliq. He made the human being al-insan. So he's going to know exactly how their heart ticks. He's going to know the ghaib. He's going to know the unseen, the stuff that's coming next week that I didn't know or next month or next year. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has this sight that is way beyond what I can see because all I can see is right in front of my face and what's happening to me right now. So being in the best state of Islam, having the most help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yes, please. I mean, I'm just saying, I think in that, in that way, it's a no brainer, right? So the next one, number four, and this is kind of, (laughs) this is kind of like, I feel silly saying this one, but Listen, this is for the mamas out there. Ask your children to make da'a for you. Having your children to make da'a for you is like some of the sweetest. Oh gosh, they they break all my little hearts. Like my little kids, sometimes I'm driving and mommy's having a hard time. And I'm really honest with my kids. I'll be like, guys, mommy's having a hard day today. Can you make da'a for me? I really need your help. And they love that actually because they're like, yeah, mommy, yeah, we got it. What do you want us to say? And they put their little hands up and I like, repeat after mommy. <laughs> and it's so funny. Like I've done it so long with my son. He's like, mommy, mommy, stop. I have my own dua. And I'm like, oh, you do? <laughs> Let me hear it. And then he's like, ya Allah, help my mother. Like he just, he just goes off. And I'm like, mashallah, tabarakallah. Like if you model something enough times, that's the other thing. First of all, if you're a mom asking your children for help, you're modeling humility indirectly. And you're telling your children, I'm an adult and, and, and you know, I struggle too. And then you're also telling them, and when I struggle, this is what I do. I make da'a. And then you're also saying, and you know what? We can make da'a for one another. And you know what? Your da'a is really important to me. And I didn't even teach them any of that. You didn't see me give a lecture. I just said, hey, mommy's having a tough day. Could you make da'a for me? They love when you ask that. And when you hear a little two-year-old or a three-year-old or make da'a, oh my goodness, it is so adorable. But anyway, so it doesn't hurt. The da'a of children for their parents very powerful ask them and guess what guys when you pass one day allahu alam may allah give us all a good ending your kids will be making da'a for you in the way that you taught them to and you'll be elevated in jannah and you should always teach this for your children always 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 subhanallah okay and the last one which is gonna sound like really but it's yeah for sure and this is actually in islam as well it's go with your gut you see sometimes we overthink things and we go in circles but we actually know what we need to do and I've had many people call me I have these consultation calls that I do all the time I have free ones I have paid ones whatever it is I always get to the end of the call and I kind of ask that question and I'm like can I ask you a question because I heard you talk for a while now and I want to ask you what do you think you should do like deep in your gut because like some of these women are making really raw decisions like raw decisions like keeping the family together letting children go like whatever it's like some raw decisions and they're asking me for their deep advice and I always give them you know subhanallah alhamdulillah but the truth is sometimes they call me but they already know the answer but you know sometimes like that happens like you know the answer but you just need somebody to confirm the answer and that's what I'm there for and it's all good and I do it all the time for marriage for parenting for tons of stuff for people 
I'll leave the link, you guys, down like down below, whatever. Like I said, I, I do these small calls and I do big ones. It's up to you. But I always ask that. I'm like, the gut. Like, what? And they're like, and as soon as they ask that, they always give me the answer, like, immediately. Like, they don't even have to think most times. It's amazing. I'm like, you see that right there? That's your intuition. That's your gut. And it's telling you it's not good for you, right? Isn't that what you just said to me? They're like, yeah, yeah, it's really not. I'm like, okay. So stop letting other people influence what you know you need to do right now. Now, I'm not saying it's not for a lot. If it's something like where your parents are telling you to pray and you're like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, like, I'm not saying that. I'm saying for those things where you know what you need to do for yourself, sometimes you really, really just have to trust what you know is right. And you know what, guys? Your parents are not going to always agree with everything that you're thinking and your spouse is not going to agree and this and that. But if you've gone through those other things I've said, you've educated yourself, You've made a sikhara. Okay, so imagine I'm not saying just go with your gut. That's it, right? That's not what I did, right? I don't say when I make a tough decision, I just like dive in the fire. No, that's not what I'm saying, guys. Let's, let's be clear. I'm saying do your homework. Make istikhara. Be in the best state of Islam. Because when you're in the best state of Islam, it's easy to make decisions. At first, it's not going to be. But the more and more you're close to Allah, you get this farasa. You get this clear sight because when you have to make a tough decision everything's gray you're like oh what if I pick this one and it's wrong what if I pick that one and it's this but when you have that clear sight because you're close to Allah you see you just like no that gut comes out that intuition comes out and it's and it's understandable and like I said so you're gonna do that homework make istikhara be in that great state of Islam you're gonna have your kids make da'a for you if you're a mom yes I do that and then the last one, just like go with your gut. Just do it. Because you know, you're know you never going to be ready for certain decisions. You're just going to have to make it and see how it plays out. And that's life, guys. That's life. Okay? So you just try to follow the tenets of Islam. And Allah never, never is a disappointment. A'udhu billah. How can we think Allah? Allah is never a disappointment. So, you know, the hard truth is, and I'm just going to say it right here, there is no magic wand. Okay? There's no magic advice you're going to get from people there is going to be a point of the process where you just have to do it you have to kind of take that leap of trust and faith with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make that decision and um but like I said if you made a sikhara even if you make the wrong decision Allah will turn it back right so subhanallah I hope that was really helpful for you guys today whenever I make a decision I do those five things I'm just gonna say it one more time I like do my homework, educate myself. I make a sikhara, ask Allah to guide it. I then move into like correcting all my Islam. Like if my if my prayer is not tight, I make that perfect. I do extra du'a, extra fasting, extra salah, whatever it is. If I if I was like snapping at people and and not being good with people, I try to try to clean my tongue. You know whatever my environment around me, make it more Islamic so that I can think straight, you know, like whatever it is, I correct all that's around me. And then I, I, I kind of cheat and <laughs> I make my kids make dua for me, but no, actually it's a practice of the sunnah. And then, um, you know, I go with my gut and I do what I, I feel is really right because I have so much help from those other steps that I, I could see clearly in, in inshallah ta'ala you will too so no stress guys and uh like i said anytime you need anything reach out to me but i hope you have an amazing weekend thank you again like i said to queen's college and um you know i have so many other things people are booking me in ramadan so i'm sure i will see so many of you inshallah ta'ala around new york city and i will talk to you in the next podcast on monday assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh